The Snow Bear by Holly Webb. Chapter 8. A Helping Hand. They hurried on, striking out sideways from the tracks. Sarah hoped that it would take them away from the wolves. The howling seemed a little fainter and farther away. At least the scare had woken her up a bit, although she wasn't any warmer. Peter was whimpering now, tired and hungry, and Sarah stopped to pet him and whisper in his ears. We have to keep going. What about those wolves? We can't let them catch us. We're doing the right thing, Peter. I can't hear them anymore. Maybe in a while we'll come across the sled tracks again. But she wasn't very hopeful about that. They'd gone too far out of their way. She'd have to look for a town instead or another hunter. She couldn't give up. She wouldn't. Eventually, Peter simply st stopped, shaking his head like a sulky child refusing to go any further. She looked at him anxiously. What's the matter? Are you hurt? Come on, little bear. We can't just stop. We'll both freeze. But Peter stayed where he was, his paws planted stubbornly in the snow, shaking his head and making the odd, chuffing no little growl again. Sarah sighed. Maybe he'd follow her if she went, a went on a bit. He was tired, that was all. She took a few steps away from him, hoping he'd stop being grouchy and catch up to her. She turned back to see if he was going to follow and smiled as she saw him start running forward. It was working. Her sigh of relief turned to surprise as Peter yipped worriedly and caught her pant leg in his teeth, but too late. She was already falling. A crevice in the ice had opened up beneath her, and she hadn't even seen it. Peter must have known, she thought wearily. She seemed to be turning over and over. She tumbled into the darkness, and everything was horribly slow. He said something was wrong. He wasn't being sulky. He was trying to stop me. I should have realized. Her head hurt. Sarah tried to sit up, but that only made her feel sick and dizzy. And when she opened her eyes, everything went white. She blinked. Actually, everything was white. She'd forgotten for a moment, that was all. She was in some strange world of dream and snow, trying to return a lost polar bear cub to his mother. And now she'd fallen into a crevice. A great tear in the ice. How far down was she? She peered up again, more carefully this time, trying not to jar her aching head. Peter was looking down at her, a white, furry head leaning over the edge of the icy cliff, eyeing her worriedly. He was a long way up, maybe an arm's length further than she could reach. She couldn't get back up there, not without a rope or someone to pull. The eyes looked sheer. There were no useful little footholds to climb up by. She wasn't sure she could climb, even if there were. She felt all wobbly. Peter whined worriedly, and Sarah tried to stand up to tell him it was all right, but she had a horrible feeling it wasn't. She was stuck. She blinked again. There was another face now, another furry face, staring down at her over the lip of the crevice. She squinted, half closing her eyes against the low sunlight and realizing it was a boy wearing a fur-trimmed hood and a, and a new boy, a few years older than her. Peter edged away from him, but he was still there. Did you fall down, the boy called. Sarah nodded and wished she hadn't. Yes, she whispered, wincing. It was a silly question anyway. What did he think had happened? All right, don't worry. I just need to undo some of the harnesses, then I can use it to pull you out. Thank you, Sarah said quietly, wrapping her arms around her middle. It was even colder down in the crevice, although it was at least although at least she was sheltered from the wind. 
She could hear it whining and whistling as it blew over the top of the huge crack in the ice. What did the boy mean, harness? She thought of calling back to ask, but didn't. She didn't want to slow him down. Can you tie this around yourself? A strip of dark stuff that looked like oiled leather was dangling above her, and the boy's face was staring down at her. She could see his mittened hands, too, guiding the harness so it fell towards her. Of course, it was his sled they'd been fo- they'd followed. And those strange whining noises, they weren't just the wind, they were a team of sled dogs up there, and he'd unfastened their harnesses so he could use it to pull her out. They must have wandered close to the sled tracks again, after all. Sarah tied the harness around her waist and held on to it as tightly as she could. She wasn't sure how the boy was going to pull her out. He looked bigger than she was, but not that much bigger. Surely she would be too heavy for him to manage on his own. Hold on. We'll start pulling you up now. He called down to her, and Sarah gasped as the harness tightened, and she started to bump slowly up the ice wall. He was using the dogs to help him drag her up. She could hear their claws scuffling on the ice and their confused whines as they pulled this strange load. The ice wasn't quite as smooth as it had looked from down below, and Sarah was able to push herself up a little by digging her toes into the cracks here and there. But it was still slow and difficult climb, and she was exhausted by the time the boy hauled her over the lip of the crevice. Thank you, she gasped, and then let out a breathless laugh as Peter hurled himself at her, nuzzling her anxiously. He kept sniffing and nudging at her, obviously trying to make sure she was all right. So he's yours. You've got a polar breakup, the boy asked her curiously, as he untied the harness and fixed it back onto the sled with the six dogs jumping around him excitedly. How did you find him? Sarah shook her head very carefully. Her headache wasn't as bad as it had been before, but it was still definitely there. She must have hit her head as she fell. He found me, she told the boy. He's lost. I was trying to help him find his mother, but the snowstorm covered up her tracks. She staggered, almost falling, and the boy grabbed her arms. You look frozen. Here, sit down on the sled. Wrap these around you. He half led, half pushed her onto the do- to the dog sled, grabbing a bundle of soft, grayish furs that Sarah thought were probably sealskin. She felt sorry for the sills, but they were incredibly warm. That's better, the boy nodded approvingly. You're lucky I saw... Your bear cub. There's a wolf pack close. I heard them howling. We heard them too, Sarah whispered, humbling herself into the furs. Eat some of this. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. The boys undid one of the packages tied to the sled. You need to keep eating out here. You have to keep your strength up in the cold. Sarah looked at the strange leathery stuff he was trying to feed her and nibbled a little bit of it politely. It was horrible. It tasted fishy and oily and dry, all at the same time. She guessed it was some kind of preserved fish. She burrowed under the sealskins for the ba- bag of food she'd brought from home and pulled out two chocolate cookies. She handed one to the boy, and he looked at it as though he'd never seen anything like it before. Maybe you've never had chocolate. You'll love it. Ooh, my head hurts. The boy was looking at her worriedly. But he was eating the cookie and obviously liked it. Sarah sneaked her piece of dried fish to Peter, who she'd pulled up next to her on the sled. He needed it more than she did, she told herself, feeling a little bit guilty. Peter didn't seem to mind the taste at all, and he snuggled up next to her under the sealskins, casting nervous glances at the dogs. They were a little bigger than he was and very loud. 
The boy had fastened the harnesses back on, but they weren't lined up in pairs the way Sarah had expected. Instead, they were harnessed in a sort of fan shape in front of the sled. They kept turning around and staring at Sarah and Peter with bright, inquisitive eyes. Sarah looked at the boy, licking chocolate from his lips eagerly. He seemed sim familiar somehow, but she couldn't figure out why. Her sore head was making everything seem strange, and it was only as the boy climbed onto the sled in front of her and called to the dog, sending them racing over the snow, that Sarah wondered how she could understand what he was saying. She'd been talking to him all this time, and she was sure they weren't speaking English. End of chapter 8. Hope you enjoyed.